0: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Burrow.com slash ACAST. Another needless tragedy strikes America. And both sides go to their corners. We'll discuss it is a Truth or Fiction Tuesday. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni, and this is Critical Thinking. Yes, I know we missed you on Monday and the book club did not go down, uh, but don't you worry. It'll be back in two weeks time. Uh, today will be my final, <clears throat> excuse me, my final episode until April 10th. Um, I will be out uh, doing some traveling, um, enjoying the southeast of wis of the country, not Wisconsin, <laughs> uh, the southeast of the country, and uh, attending a wedding. So I'm I'm excited for warmer climbs, shall we say, Pat? Potentially, although it looks yeah. like there's a lot of rain coming uh, in in the forecast. Welcome to spring in the southeast.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, those of us those of us that are in colder climates right now
1: hate you. Oh, I know. You should have seen what happened to my uh, to my hometown this past weekend, Pat. Yeah,
0: yeah, we they bro- got
1: a foot of snow in less than twenty four hours.
0: We broke our snowpack record for the for um, yeah of all time over the weekend. Uh huh. It's a good uh, time, huh? It, yeah, it was nineteen eighty three was the record, and um, you were we, not even we, born.
1: You were not even we, alive. We we blew that record out of the water. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we uh, here in Chicago have been thankfully spared from the vast majority of that snowfall. <laughs> like, it's just gone either directly south of us or directly north of us. And, and so in actual Chicago, um, we haven't seen much of any of it. So I'm not going to complain.
0: Y- yeah. Now, now we have to worry about flooding this year.
1: Yes, you are correct. Because um, yes. your arid um, climate doesn't really take rain all that well <laughs> and, now, and melting granted, snow granted where i live i shouldn't have
0: to worry about it but there are surrounding areas that will yeah absolutely right.
1: we would be remiss also not to mention that the uh, people in mississippi are in our thoughts after that devastating tornado over the weekend uh 23 people dead in a very small community and so if you are in mississippi you if you know people who live in Mississippi or you just want to be a good human being, consider looking at Team Rubicon and some other um, places. Please do not donate to the American Red Cross. Your money will not get there. It will not go there. Well, I take that back. Ten cents of your dollar will go there. But if you want 100% of your money to impact the people directly, in Mississippi, that were impacted by this um, tornado, Team Rubicon, um, places like that are exactly where I would donate. Um, these people are going to be on the ground helping with cleanup, recovery, um, funerals. Um, they're they're a very special bunch of people who have dedicated their lives to serving this country, uh, both mo- mostly in the military, but also outside of that. Um, that is where I always donate my money when something like this happens, if I have the opportunity to donate and I highly recommend checking out team Rubicon online. Um, I think it's TeamRubicon.org. Um, and you can donate there. Um, otherwise get your butt down there if you are close, um, and, and help that community. Cause they are literally going to have to rebuild from the ground up. Um, it is a truth or fiction Tuesday, Pat. And, um, I struggled with how to introduce this topic because yesterday we we find out that three innocent children under the age of ten were just slaughtered yesterday in Nashville, Tennessee. I also struggle because I can name you know multiple children who have been slaughtered here in the city of Chicago over the last year that. Nobody gives a crap about outside of the city of Chicago. Killed in drive-by shootings, gang banger warfare, whatever have you. Innocent life snuffed out before it ever had a real chance to impact society. And then we get this shooting yesterday at uh, at Nashville Christian Academy, right? I believe that's where it was. Um. Mm-hmm. And I struggle where to go with this. So I think here's what I'm going to do because uh, what what can we possibly say that that is going to impact the conversation per se in terms of what actually took place. Here's here's the reality as I see it from the show's perspective, Pat. And 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 I'll let you speak on this and then we're going to get into the truth or fiction side of this. Um, we know some of the facts. We don't know all the facts. We know some of the alleged um, motivations. We don't know exactly what that motivation is or motivations were. And we have two policies on the show, not naming mass murderers, terrorists, And when these stories come out, what are we seeking, Pat? The truth. We are seeking facts an understanding of what is really an un-understandable situation, right? You, You cannot make some sense out of this senseless situation. That is the reality that exists in front of us. But until we know more facts until we know the picture in front of us the uh, the manifesto that allegedly exists right until we have that information speculating and doing everything that the media has been doing already is just beneath us what else can we say other than this is an absolute tragedy per- perpetuated by pure unadulterated evil and for me it doesn't matter the the manifesto it doesn't matter some of the facts it doesn't matter other than we already know that this is an absolute manifestation manifestation of the spirit of the age the evil of the devil, this is what this is, and it always is, by the by. You cannot make sense out of something you cannot understand, because you are not meant to understand the devil. For to understand the devil is to be in hell yourself. But I also know this, Pat. That out of this tragedy, and out of the fact that evil has shown its face, there shall be some good. That good overcomes evil, always. And it may not happen right now, it may not happen in six months, it may not happen in a year from now, but some somehow, good will triumph over evil. And... What we know from studying the Bible, studying the Book of Mormon in your case, right, Pat, is that God has always shown us that repentance, that serving the Lord our God, that doing His will will change the face of evil, that your repentance, that our fervent belief Can change that face of evil, that spirit of the age that is upon us. And what I do know from this is that when I look at the rest of American history, Pat, and I think we have talked about this in the past, we have seen times of great tumult, evil awfulness, but that it has come to pass, and we have seen not one, but two great revivals, two great turns back to God, to the Bible, to biblical principles, to your faith, Whatever that faith may be, whether that is uh, the belief in Muhammad as a prophet, right? I would suggest that as a Christian, I cannot and do not believe in that, that Muhammad was some sort of a prophet. But hey, you believe in God, some version of that, whether that belief is Judaic in nature, whether that belief is Christian in nature. That there is a great revival hopefully coming. And that that great revival will help us with these evils. That's where I'm at when it comes to, number one, I'm not going to sit here and analyze the ins and outs of what took place and gun policy and this. We don't know. We have no clue. None. And anybody who pretends to do so, and we're going to get into this in a little bit, but anybody who pretends to know anything is full of shit. The only things that we know is that this is evil and that good can triumph over evil. That's really it at its root. There's no good that comes from slaughtering nine-year-old children and 360-plus-year-old, uh, it looks like, teachers or administrators in this school. There's no There's no good in that. There's nothing pure or holy or God's warriors in that. Now, does God tell us in the Bible to take up arms and defeat those who are against God? Absolutely, it does. Absolutely. Read the book of Deuteronomy, man. Read the rest of the Old Testament and tell me God doesn't say. God literally says, slaughter every single man in these villages, in these towns, in these cities, right? as we get to enter crossing the Jordan, right? God literally says, slaughter them all, slaughter the firstborn, and do what? Keep the women and children for yourself. Now, I'm not saying that that's what we're talking about here, but I'm talking about the fact that God has told us multiple times in the Bible to be a warrior for him. Now, we can manifest that in different ways, right? But what I am suggesting overall is that it's a warrior for good, not a warrior for evil. God doesn't want you to commit evil. God wants you to commit good in his name. Holy war for a reason. And that holy war can be internal or external. I would suggest it's much more of an internal situation these days. But hey, that's where I'm at, Pat. Uh, What say you, before we get into truth or fiction? Well, first of all, what
0: you just said um, was very well said. Um, My wife actually asked me about this this morning before I got on. And she's like, well, are you guys going to talk about the uh, shooting in Nashville yesterday? And I said, honestly, I don't know. We haven't really talked about it. I said, there's a good chance that we won't because we don't have all the facts yet. And that's true. We don't have all the facts yet. And I also don't think that this is a time to to be playing politics with something like this either, in which we've seen that happen. I mean, what, within a few hours of that yesterday, people started really playing politics with it and taking, going to their respective corners. This isn't a time to do that. This is a time to, especially if you're in that, that school, you have kids in that school, this is a time to hug your families, hug your kids. This is a time to maybe maybe a teaching moment for them as well as parents. But I don't know what the facts are. I know a few things. But I'm not taking any position until I know what 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 the the full picture. This is tragic. It is a sad story,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and those involved should be treated with the respect that they deserve, um, and 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 be given that time to grieve and allowed to really allowed to mourn. Um, but I, w- with what you just said, I don't know that I could have said it much better than 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 that. Uh, and honestly, we just, we just need to wait for the facts to come out.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, so I will say this, I think my first truth or fiction, uh, response to this yesterday was, was, um, where I kind of want to go. So my first truth or fiction today, Pat, is that ideology Trump's truth and the left will bury this story. Because the ideology of this story paints them in an evil light. Truth or fiction? Well, given what
0: I know of this story, I I had said that um, you know, I actually told my wife this morning that uh, this, this kid is going to go against every narrative that they've ever put out about issues like this in the past because. It paints them that way. So, yeah, I'm going to go with truth. Um, and in terms of the the truth or ideology aspect of it, that I, I would say that that is truth as well. Um, it, it's one of those. I, I hate putting it this way, but it's almost like having your cake and eating it, too, in, in a certain respect. Okay because it's it's hey what, you know this this whole thing is bad and we 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 need to play politics and call for gun control and all that stuff and and it's because of you know x y and z or or this person this person this person on the right i mean any time that you can you can put the blame on that i mean they're they're going to do it regardless of what the facts are and regardless of what kind of light it puts on them. So I I, I totally say that's truth as well.
1: And I'm going to take a slightly different tack when it comes to this story, Pat, Um, Mm. because I I firmly believe that that we are on the right track when it comes to telling this story in terms of of this being true. Mm. But I don't even need to go into... The specifics of this very case. Question for you. The Colorado Springs shooter, Pat. Non-binary, right? Yeah. El Paso shooter. Identified as trans. We can go down the line, down the line over, I think, six of the last eight shootings. Has been somebody that's either been... um. Trans themselves or non binary or some other gender ideological situation, right? Right. I, and question for you Other than the first 24 hours of the tragedies that occurred, have we heard anything about these stories?
0: No, not, not, yeah, no, not really. No,
1: they've been memory hold, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I also know this. Let's take a look at how the White House has reacted to this story. We we know what. There are two things that happened. Joe Biden knew about this story, right? Went in front of the cameras. And the first thing he does is joke about chocolate chip ice cream and yep. how lovely yep. the kids are in the room. Like the absolute degenerate creep that he is. Yeah, he couldn't be bothered to stop with the jokes and and give a clear statement about how, you know, whatever, right?
0: Regardless again, of his politics,
1: yeah. regardless of your politics, again, it's very simple. Here's here's the reality. The nation will mourn the deaths of these young kids and the the people who were the rest of the people who were needlessly senselessly murdered in this situation. We will work to find the facts of this situation, and we will figure a path towards light instead of darkness. Instead, he leans to the darkness, right? <laughs> Chocolate chip ice cream and uh, jokes about kids. This isn't a laughing matter in any way, shape, or form. And, no, it's and not. You would have been informed right before you went on stage. What the absolute hell? Even if you're riddled with dementia, one of the things that we know is that the here and now is where you live, as well as 50, 60 years ago or wherever in your Mm -hmm. dementia um, path that that memory hole starts and stops. What the hell? And then we also know this. Karine Jean-Pierre. Gets up to the podium at the White House uh, press room, right? Mm-hmm. Makes a statement. Do you think they mourn the deaths and let it be? No. Oh, no, no, no. Those bodies aren't even cold. The families probably weren't even fully notified yet. But Queen Jean-Pierre, in all of her ideological wisdom, decides to do what? To use this as an, as a political attack on Republicans? Mm -hmm. And I would say the same damn thing, and I do say the same damn thing, when Republicans use these to attack uh, leftist ideology without knowing that leftist ideology is the root of this. Now, it turns out that it likely is, right? It likely is leftist trans ideology, right? Gender ideology. Again, we don't know everything. But it is very clear that, some, that something happened, and we also know what about transgenderism. It is a definable mental disorder. That's reality. I am not living in subjective land where your mental disorder, okay, this is what this is. This is the same thing I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way somebody who has uh, chronic depression right or clinical depression this is similar to it this that is a mental disorder you're not getting rid of it. you learn to cope with it you learn mechanisms you learn how to help yourself figure out reality from those other things and look. I don't want to go too far down this road other than to say I know that this is ideologically driven because society for the past five, six, seven years really has done what to these individuals? Affirm, 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 gender, affirming, gender, affirming, gender, affirming, gender, affirming, affirming, right? We've gone further and further down this road. And I, I have... Just two quick statements. Number one, go to hell, Corinne Jean-Pierre, and people like you. We have no idea if this person purchased their guns legally um, or if, and then secondly, you want your red flag law? Okay, we're including gender ideology in there. Oh, you're, you're trans and you're not getting any um, mental help? Nope, sorry, you can't own a gun. Do you want to go down that road? Let, let's play that game of chicken. You, everything, everybody else is gonna have to play that game, right? You get clinical depression, you uh have PTSD, uh, you're going through a divorce or whatever else is going on, right? You want Ooh. you want those people to have the red flag laws, but no, 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 you can't, nope, nope, these people, nope. Okay, let, let's play that game, right? Let's play it out. Except for I don't want to right now because it doesn't matter. We have no idea what laws were or weren't broken. And to get up in front of the American people and go down this road as if you know anything about this case, anything at all, is absolute and utter bullshit. And that goes for the right doing this, too, by the way. And how do do I also know that ideology is going to trump truth here? Mm -hmm. Right. Especially for the left. <clears throat> Do you know a NBC <clears throat> reporter, and for those of you not ro- watching on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, um, if you're not watching there on the Rumble channel, um, that was in air quotes. Do you know the person named Benjamin Ryan, Pat? Uh, he, He's supposedly a reporter for NBC. and the Washington Post. Ah, okay. Um, decided to tweet this out and I'm going to have to modify it because we do not name um, mass murderers and terrorists on this program NBC has ID'd the Nashville school shooter as this 28 year old female who identifies as a male mm-hmm. and had no previous criminal record Nashville is home to the Daily Wire a hub of anti-trans activity by at Matt Walsh blog at Ben Shapiro and at Michael um, yeah, Michael J. Knowles. Mm-hmm.
0: What does that have to do with the story?
1: This, this is what happens every single time. I mentioned the El Paso shooter. I mentioned the uh, the Colorado Springs shooting, right? What do they all have in common? Yep. There's at least six of the last eight. Are people who are either self identified or have identified or um, whatever as non binary or trans? And in every single one of those cases, the left has attempted to paint them as the right wing radicals of the world. And then in this case, you see, it's the right wing radical, right? It's the uh, the white nationalist going and shooting up the school that happened one time with in, in South Carolina, right? That was terrible, horrible, awful, unacceptable. No good, rotten evil, just like this was. So the left wants you to believe everything is a right-wing white nationalist attack, right? Until it's not and the the facts come out and go, "Uh-oh." But in this case, we already know this person's probably not right-wing, right? We probably can guess I'm that. Over. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's the right-wing anti-trans movement that drove this individual. See, it's the right-wing's fault when when um when there's a, a manifesto in Colorado Springs in, in El Paso, and then when it's inconvenient the truth for them, they drop the case. But so it's right wing fault until it's not. And then when it's and then when it's realistically easy to pinpoint this as a left wing individual, it's the right wing's fault.
0: Yeah, they're damned if they do and damned if they don't.
1: Oh, and by the way, this person has deleted that tweet and uh, locked their Twitter and uh, deleted their bio on Twitter in the last 24 hours. Wonder now, why. Um, I, I struggle with exactly how to respond to some of this, Pat, but I think mm. the Mises caucus from the Libertarian Party, the, the par- part of the party, the caucus, if you will, that kind of runs the party these days, in fact, won the last election, Right. Inside the Mm -hmm. Libertarian Party. Mm -hmm. I think they have had the best response I have seen to all of this in terms of not just pinpointing why or whatever, right? Uh, Assigning um, ideological whatever. I want you to listen to what they put out as the statement to this shooting. Children need parents to shape them into civilized individuals who are able to love and respect themselves and others. A crucial part of being a parent is being able to tell a child no and to show them how to transform their immature impulses, both good and bad, into healthy ways of living. Unhinged, unhinged ideology, weaponized by media and carried out by an uh, ever-evercarious uh, segment of the medical pharmac- pharmacological establishment, is intimidating and confusing parents so that they do not speak truth. their troubled children when quote-unquote allies seek to pull them further into chaos by calling them from the herd and convincing them that anyone who does not fully quote-unquote affirm them actually wants them dead. Questioning the motives of the ghouls who want to medically and uh, psychologically disfigure young people whose brains and souls are still developing is but the first step in trying to turn back what can only be honestly described as a cultish, cultish social contagion. Unless good men and women from all over the political spectrum unite to take that step together, incidents like this will only become more common and more severe. It's a very good take. Notice how they didn't ask you to do this from the right, do this from the left. They said all political spectrums.
0: Because tragedy. Damn right. Tragedies like this don't care about your ideology. They don't care.
1: It's That's tragic on if you're from the left, and then it is about your ideology in so much sure. as how can we use it to make sure that we can either gain some sort of another political advantage or transform something the way that we want it transformed? You know, how do we use it as a cudgel? How can we smear our uh, opponents? The truth be damned. And by the way, if you're on the right and you're doing this, go to hell, just like from the left. Again, we have two truths. This is pure evil and an absolute unmitigated tragedy. And secondly, we don't know all the facts. And until we know more of the facts, we must look at this from that perspective of evil and how do you make sense of evil? You can't. There is no making sense of evil. The only way to win is exactly what the Mises Caucus told us is a unification to do what? To pull back from this evil. To say no mas no more of this evil ideology in our society. Nope. That's the key word, and and I go back to this because <coughs> it was both prophetic and eerie. I happened to be listening and watching Glenn Beck yesterday, Pat, because I usually don't in the morning, um, but since I uh, since we had um, how shall we say this a a unrestful night in the Coppins household. The night before, Mm, mm -hmm. Um, and that's putting it nicely. (laughs) Um, I had a chance and an opportunity to kind of check in on the whole show. And this happened before we got any word of the shooting in Nashville. And he was talking about how revival starts with one simple word. No. And how we need to, as a society, when confronted with these types of ideologies, and this was also about the the COVID-19 fascism, right? Nope. More people say no. I'm not playing your game. I'm unplugging from your matrix. The better off we are. Because what are they going to do to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, right? All saying no, in mass, in the moment, quitting jobs, right? Okay, you want all the nurses to go down that road? Nope. You want um, the physician's assistants and the doctors to to administer this, even though it goes against this or that, right? Nope. You're going to force me to do it? No. Now what? Oh, you got a doctor shortage? Oh, a nursing shortage? Oh, uh, please come back. Please come back. Right. We've already seen it in New York. We've already seen it elsewhere. Now they've attempted to hire people who, you know, from outside of the state who have been vaccinated, quote unquote. But the answer, the simple answer in this statement, Pat, is no. No. I love this part of it. Again, a crucial part of being a parent is being able to tell a child no and to show them how to transform their immature impulses, both good and bad, into healthy ways of living. 1000% a part of parenthood. Your job as a parent is not to be the friend of your child. Now, that does come in later on in life. It is a stage of that parent-child relationship, right, Pat? Yeah. I would suggest that once you are beyond uh, the age of maybe 25 or so, that that relationship begins to transform and you see each other in a more full light. But the reality of a parent-child relationship at the age of, I don't know, 13, your job as a parent is not to call them into or or mold them into your image necessarily but it is to rein in the impulses the and hone in and help them shape based off of their talents their drive their interests right in healthy productive ways to show them that there's good and evil in this world to help them become fuller better individuals you again crucial part of being a parent is being able to tell a child no and to show them how to transform their immature impulses both good and bad into healthy ways of living this is that's, that's your job
0: yeah i mean I, I go back to what i what i said a little bit ago in in the wake of of events like this As a parent, this is a teachable moment. It's tragic, it's hard, but that that's part of life. That's part of parenting too. Like that that can't and not everything is sunshine and rainbows. But these are these are the moments that you you teach your kids and and teach them to to control those immature impulses and and to bring out a level of maturity so that they can truly understand situations like this and and also if especially if they're involved in it grieve properly
1: yeah that's very true too I didn't think through that um yeah I agree with you a thousand percent here um mm. now we have talked a lot and I mean a lot. About uh, this situation in Nashville, again, I'm just going to end with our thoughts, our prayers, our hope for peace, and you know, a, a road of recovery that is full of love and light in the midst of this tragedy. Go out to the hundreds of students that are affected by this and their families, um, those who have lost loved ones needlessly. Please, there's no sense in a senseless tragedy. Hopefully, God can give you the comfort that you need and the time that you need it and the path towards life that can still be fulfilling for you because we know so many that turn to darkness and tragedy themselves. So, that is my hope and my prayer in this situation, and that our country can. Look at these through the lens of not making sense of a senseless situation. It's impossible. And yeah, I, I I just that's where I'm at. Um, With that being said, Pat, your first truth or fiction for today?
0: Well, do you want to go sports to lighten it up a little bit or do you want to keep with politics to get that crap out of the way? I say we go sports. Okay. Truth or fiction. <laughs> The Baltimore Ravens should move on from Lamar Jackson because A, he's too expensive and B, he's pretty injury prone.
1: Truth, but it's for part C. Um I don't want that in my locker room. Oh, that's that's a fair point. And what do I mean by that? I mean an absolute loose cannon. He's not stable. Um, just just look at his social media, right? Mm. And it has nothing to do with him demanding a trade. Go ahead. It, it it has nothing to do with saying, I'm worth XYZ and standing up for your worth. Nothing to do with that. Absolutely nothing. That's fine. Do what you want to do there. But it is an absolutely unhinged situation. It, look. There's a value that people are going to put on his skill set. That's also a reality. And, and I'm not sure he's living in that reality, Part partly because of the points that you've made, right? He is injury prone. When healthy, has he been good? Yes. Has he been great at times? But has he also been awful? Yeah. Yeah. He's a highly inconsistent quarterback. And we're talking about a quarterback who's in year, what, four? Oh, league? no, he's
0: more than that. He's like five sixth now. Yeah,
1: right. So so he was he's going outside of his rookie contract. He was the mm. same year as Jordan Love, right? No, I think he was the year before Jordan Love. So one of the two. Yeah, he's either yeah. in his fifth or sixth year. Either way. um, There are many, many other quarterbacks in this league. That are worth way more. And. Again, stand up for what you believe you are worth until the marketplace tells you otherwise, right? Sure. Um and and I've lived in this situation myself. And I and I do this every single day. When I talk to people about listing a home or they want to they want a discount on this. And how do I present myself and what I offer? Why do I not discount very often? Why on my services? Because that means that I have to discount for you. It's not a threat, it's my time, my money that goes into marketing a home, that goes into producing the photos, the videos, all of the things, right? That go into marketing your home. Would you ask me to discount your business, right? And I always put it that way. Okay, so let's say you own a store. I come in and and that that uh, that beer is seven dollars. I don't. Well, I'm only going to pay you five. No, the beer's worth seven dollars to you, right? Are you going to discount me that? What? Why not? Because you believe your service and the pricing of your service or the th- or the good is worth what it's worth. Same same here, and that's the same concept for for him until the market tells you that that $7 beer is overpriced or that 7% is overpriced or or whatever have you right or that $62 million or you want $35 million a year until the marketplace tells you that and the ravens are saying yeah you're not fitting into the marketplace right now buddy he is a unique quarterback but he's also enigmatic if you will And that's a danger to the locker room as far as I'm concerned because he has been a malcontent for the past two years. And yeah, sure, the Ravens are playing hardball, but that's their right, just as it is Lamar Jackson's right to say, trade me then. Okay, where? Who believes that you have that value that you believe you have? So far, nowhere. Exactly. Absolutely nowhere. Because if if he's requested that trade as of March 2nd, they could have saved themselves quite a bit of money in this scenario by trading him. And I'm pretty sure there are at least two, if not three places that would love to have a quarterback who has that kind of level of experience behind them. I'm looking at you, the Las Vegas Raiders, right? I mean, he has overplayed uh, his hand mm -hmm. and what happens inside that locker room when he is a malcontent, and he's not happy about not just his contract, but he has that type of a personality that will manifest that inside the locker room. You know, when when I have talked to professional athletes about the business side of things, one thing that they will always say is that the thing that makes a great long-term career is not just your play on the field. It is your ability to separate the business from the locker room. It's your ability to say, okay, I'm going to handle my business, but it does not come inside the locker room. Why? Because if you do so, you mess with chemistry, you mess with all of the things that make up a great locker room. And if everybody gets a whiff of you being a malcontent pretty soon, person two. The domino effect, right? I'm not happy with my contract. I want, I want. Same thing with giving in. Same thing with all of those types of things. I, I just no, no. Thank you to to Lamar Jackson. What say you?
0: I, I came down on truth of this as well. Um, I, I didn't go quite the same route that you did, but I I went more of the the literal of yeah, you ain't worth what you think you're worth, bro. Um, and and here's the thing. He, he might advocate for this. I have no problem with him advocating for himself of, hey, I have this skill set. This is what I can do in the field. I'm one of the best players, overall athletes in the league. I could get behind all of that and say, hey, you know, he's he's just trying to advocate for himself. I get all so, that. So,
1: yeah, but Here, here's a great uh, dichotomy of that situation. Justin Fields mm-hmm. or Lamar Jackson? Justin Fields for me. Justin Fields. He is a better passer. He is quicker. Um, And you could see him maturing into who he is as a quarterback way faster than Lamar Jackson ever did. Look at the Bears and how they figured out that offense for him the back half of the year. I would say it was a
0: very dangerous offense, but yeah.
1: Yeah, that was my point. That offense was really dangerous. Um, and and in my fantasy football team, thank you very much for that.
0: <laughs> well, I, I didn't mean it dangerous as in like good. I meant it dangerous as that's a great
1: way to get hurt. Um, and Sure. But so is sitting back in, in, in the pocket and having a shitty offensive line in front of you, too. That, so, that's is, true too. you know, I mean, mm. look at look at how many players get hurt. Uh, look at Brock Purdy. All he did was drop back and get hit in the arm and, and he might not play this next year. Probably not. You can't avoid that. If you're worried about injury, you're going to screw your offense. You're going to get injured. More importantly, that is the number one rule of any sport. Right, Pat? If you play to not right. get injured, you will get injured. Why? Injured. Because you're going to injure somebody else. And somebody else
0: will injure you. Well, and, and so speaking of injuries, this is this is where I came down on this. I'm like, dude, you have not played a full season in at least the last two years. You have you have Arthur, sat out games with two injuries. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so he has set out games, missed, missed, sure. missed time, um, and because he's been injury prone. I'm like, okay, so here's what you're worth. Um, as an organization, we have to protect ourselves um against some of these things and against some of these risks that we're taking with you because you you haven't played a full season. Yes, you have the skills, but you haven't played a full season. You see where I'm going with this?
1: Yep, exactly. And
0: so and so with with uh, so they they have to they have to make some concessions there. And if, if you're Lamar Jackson, you would think you would let Reason have it stay, but he won't. He won't do that. Um and if you look at is he he was supposedly tied to the New York Jets before the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Um he was supposedly tied to uh, Carolina, but looks like Carolina is probably going to draft CJ Stroud at this point. Um which you know,
1: I would suggest is a very very smart move. Exactly. I, I
0: I think Carolina is on the up and up right now with with what some of the moves that they're making. And then, you know, supposedly uh, he, he may have had ties to New England at one point. Ain't none of them touching him because he is too expensive. They put the, the Ravens put that franchise tag on him and he has the ability to talk to other teams. Not no one is touching him because what that signaled to the rest of the nfl is that you don't want to touch this guy he'd be too damn expensive for the risk that he brings to the table
1: thousand percent thousand percent now by the way um there is uh footage out there um that's just being released of the uh shooting Mm -hmm. holy bleep um and also would it surprise you that this person drove a smart car, Pat? The only thing that would well, be less it, surprising is if they drove a no, Prius. No, not really. If they drove a Prius, I might be a little less shocked. <laughs> yeah, give it what give the absolute melody. hell. Yeah. Ugh, oh, just brutal. All right. Um, so we're gonna skip. Um, we're gonna skip. Uh, the B or not the B today, Pat? Okay. Uh, because the central bank digital currency has decided to. Um, tell us that we can't use our account today so what's the point screw that yeah i know right i don't understand it it must be because we uh talked bad of the trans ideology anywho um or the mlm ideology yeah 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 exactly um <laughs> do you want to go with your second truth or fiction sure i could do that sure okay sounds great all right so truth or fiction
0: tiktok will be banned in the united states of america
1: fiction. Okay. Um, And here's why. This is not how you fight the culture war from the right, and they're going to find that out. Um, Secondly, you're going to take away the fun of 150 million Americans that are on TikTok right now. And, and then thirdly, while I will say they're there are some inconsistencies in how things are siloed or how things are working. I would expect or suspect that they would rather spin this company completely off on its own than lose the lose the data trove that exists not for China but for themselves, right? That is where the value of this company exists, right? It's the same thing as Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, there's Twitter ads and Facebook ads and there's uh, TikTok ads out there. But here's the reality that um, the money is in the data and and what and how that data is available and how it gets used, right? I just, I think the company will mold itself in because we've already seen it, right? As they were going to Capitol Hill, what did they do? They re- they released brand new terms of service and tweaked some of the algorithm a little bit. So they're willing to play ball um, as a company because they don't want to lose this. I I I just I also think that some of the China fear mongering from the right they don't understand how this all works in terms of of the. You know, coding and the ins and outs of how this is all set up. I'm not buying all of the Chinese fear-mongering in this case. I'm really not. I will say that, yeah, they do produce different versions for China than they do in the United States or the Western world, right? But I will say this in, in defense of that. What are our values and culture right now? Are they just leaning into that? absolutely they are what are the values in the culture of china right now and more importantly who has that control the ccp does you ain't gonna mess with what the ccp wants you to put out there does twitter look different in iran than it does in the united states and facebook hell yeah it does why culture would i suggest that um they are leaning into the gut rot of our culture. Sure. But it is our culture that is rotted. So, you want to change that? You want to get a better representation of what's going on? Change the culture and you'll see something different on TikTok. You can also work within the privacy settings and doing all of those types of things. I, it just... Will, do I think that this makes sense? No, I don't think this makes sense at all as as a political, as a ploy, as a potential to manifest some change. Sure. But are you really going to go through with that level? This isn't a Huawei situation, right? This is not a situation in they are literally attempting to spy steal technology, do all of those things. I don't buy that for a second because why China's been spying on us for what? Uh, four evs. It's not like they don't have the access to be able to get any of the information they would be looking for in the first freaking place. This doesn't change. This wouldn't change a damn thing. This would be stupid politically. Now I will say this, what the Republican party should be doing is demanding fair and equal access on, on TikTok. Because TikTok is is highly motivated, just like we've used to see on Twitter, just like we used to and still see on on anything Meta, right? Who's getting banned? You talk ill of the trans ideology that is all over TikTok. Look what happens to you. Now, I would I suggest like we're not on TikTok as a show, right? but my business is on on tiktok why because i am a public business right my business is the public and if i can throw a net around you know 15,000 people that will see me and and maybe 5% of that does business with me that's that's business right i'm not on there for anything other than that Just like I wouldn't be on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter business-wise, but I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. Why? Because it's a part of doing business. This is the reality. You want to put yourself in front of 150 million people or zero. What's a quicker way to business, right? Or a smarter way to business? People that think they know you or people have no clue who you are. Now, for us, it doesn't make sense as a show to be on there. Why? Because we are dangerous to the TikTok algorithm, right? And and most of our stuff would just get pulled down and we'd be gone anyway. So what's the point? And more importantly, we don't need to be involved in that culture.
0: Well, it it just goes against our values, period. Um, and that's and that's part of the reason why I've I've not gotten on TikTok at all, whether it be personal or for yeah. for my show.
1: And, and some um, of the things that I talk about um, are more faith centered and God centered and centered around ethics and principles that it, that stands out as different, right? That's a reality. Right. But you could do that from that perspective of real estate where you couldn't do that from the perspective of politics on TikTok. Um so all of that being said Pat what do you think I, I ultimately I don't see how the right benefits from from doing this. Like that's that's where so, my that's where my biggest druthers with this idea of banning it comes from. I yeesh.
0: So slightly different than you um, I'm still going with fiction, but but it's a slightly different take. Um, and, and the reason why I'm going fiction is because I don't see Joe Biden ever putting this into law. Ah. I, I, I don't see it. Um, and honestly, I think that that could be very telling ab- about where his, where his loyalties might lie. But to your point, what precedence does this set if we start banning crap like this? I mean it's not going to end here. And while while they they may be well-intended and in fighting the CCP and keeping the CCP out of out of American lives and and spying on us and all that stuff okay but they'd be doing that long before TikTok. They'd be doing that in spite of TikTok. So does banning TikTok really matter? In that regard, no, it doesn't. <laughs> now, I, as I've said, I, I've not gotten on TikTok. I have no desire to get on TikTok. I I know if I did, it would probably help me in terms of my show and things like that. I get it, but if it violates my 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 values and my principles, and um, you know, and and it goes against everything that I've spoken about on this show. Then, then I wouldn't be me. So, so no, I, 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 refuse. I refuse to get on TikTok. I've considered it at times, but mm-hmm. I won't do it. And, and, but, but back to this point of what's the precedent that this is going to set? It's a very dangerous precedent, if you ask me. And, uh, um, but, like I said, I don't, I don't see Joe Biden putting this into law. He's going to have very different political reasons to, as to why I probably wouldn't do it, and I again I think it would be very telling if he doesn't or if he does. Either way, it's very telling. But yeah, this is this is bad. I I mm-hmm. ultimately, fiction.
1: Interesting, and I think it's funny that we both picked a sports one as well. So my second truth or fiction here, Pat. Is that ESPN's woke anchors will cause the sports bubble to burst in under five years. Um, and what I mean by the sports bubble is that ESPN will not exist in five years. Fiction. Okay.
0: And the only reason I say that, because I I, I think I know where you're going with this. The only reason I say that. Because Disney owns ESPN, first of all, I don't know that Disney's just going to allow it. My ESPN might fundamentally change, but I don't think it goes away.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to go with truth on this, and and there are two reasons for this. Number one is economics, and number two is. I expect the culture will shift quite a bit in the next five years. And we got the Stan Verrett situation that happened with Clay Travis over the weekend, right? Gosh. Which was was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. You've got the Mark Joneses. You've got the Kendrick Perkins, right? You've got all the leftist ideology and hate and vitriol and just BS that's been spewed from the people who who are the quote unquote faces of ESPN, right? right <clears throat> what what conference decided to say no to the, to ESPN in the last year the big 10
0: oh i was going to say was, was it the big i couldn't remember if it was the big 10 or not cuz they're they're exclusively on fox
1: fox right? cbs and nbc uh starting this year um with a 7 billion dollar 7 year package so a billion dollars per year so we're at that level of money coming in, okay, going out, right? ESPN owns the SEC network, right? Owns now most of the media rights to the SEC. They've paid an ass ton of money for it. Same with the Big 12. They are doling out money hand over fist for all of these different packages, right? They, they just paid a, a a record amount for um the access to the nhl right so it is twofold for me number one they are going down a really really dark space when it comes to culture when it comes to politics mixing with sports and all that sort of stuff but more importantly pat what what are companies going to eventually figure out that people are clamoring for less of that and more of shut up and talk sports right or more of uh Show me the sports. And what have we seen? Record low ratings for the NBA this year. Um, we've seen the NCAA tournament not full while there are the commercials and things like that, but the rest of it is not full of wokeism for the most part. That having been said, what do we know about the economics, right? The, the NBA contracts. The So we have a convergence of economics and ideology, that is that is a toxic mix, and at some point in time, this always happens, right? At some point in time, you're going to try to maximize, maximize, squeeze every red last cent out of uh, out of that profit, right? As a business, at some point in time, advertisers are going to say, "No, I'm not paying that. Um, I don't want my product on that gut rot of a network." Um, I don't want to be associated with your ideology, all of that sort of stuff. What do we already know? Economically speaking, they're losing money on all of these contracts. They are losing money. They are a money suck. In fact, they almost tanked Disney itself over the last two years. They are paying gobs and gobs and gobs of money for live sports rights. Why? Because it's the only thing that people are paying attention to when it comes to ESPN. And they're attempting to hook you into their other programming. In reality, the only time people are paying attention to it is the short little clip that gets put onto social media, right? They're not tuning into the actual program that it existed on. But um, all of that notwithstanding, we're at a very precarious situation economically in the country. Then you add in the billions of dollars of debt then you add in the turn off of the wokeness you get a mix it all up and you get a really bad recipe going forward any final thoughts on that subject you I
0: think had a much better analysis than I did I, I think having <laughs> a little bit more knowledge on the subject than I did right.
1: having worked um, in the so, industry
0: and, and right. so yeah, I, yeah. I I, would like to change my answer Alex for, for you know 2500 you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> 25 cbdc's <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: uh but yeah no i i i think uh, i think that analysis was pretty solid i my, my my question why i went with the way i did initially is because what does disney do does oh, disney absolutely. bail them out or does disney cut ties
1: yeah absolutely i think that's gonna be the ultimate question that they're facing uh that they're faced with um yeah, we can't keep, you know, we keep seeing all these rights fees go up and up and up and up. At some point, that bubble, at some point in time, it maximizes, right? At some right. point in time, you cannot go any further. And when that happens, what happens? <laughs> right? That's The bubble bursts and the product either becomes useless, um, it goes the way of the dodo bird, or it becomes a from a premium price to a regular price. And all of those things are a problem for the economic model that ESPN and Disney are using. I would love to see this blow up in Disney's face, by the way. Oh, just saying. A thousand percent I would love to see it Um, because I think ESPN has done a giant disservice. It went from a place in which I loved to watch the debate about sports to they're going to debate anything that has anything to do with sports at all, nine times out of ten. It is everything about the this ideology or that ideology or this politics or or did you hear what he had to say about this uh, cultural? No, no, no. Talk to me about sports. All right. With all of that having been said, Pat, you you have any final thoughts on today's show?
0: Uh, Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And there are some really, 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 really dumb people in the world. You are. correct. And then there's Stan Barrett.
1: Yeah, Stan Varet has a special place in hell. So, um, Pat, also, why don't you let the people know your plan while I am gone? Um, because we're going to be about two weeks of goneness uh, before I get back on the air. Uh,
0: so I will be filling in for Andrew Coppins while he is away. We will be audio only. There will not be any rumble uh, going on there for, for a couple of weeks. Um, I will be doing at least most days. So... Um, th- that will at least be a thing. Um, but I, I'm also going to shoot for every day if I can. So,
1: yeah. And if if he, if he can't do it, uh, he'll let you know. Follow him at the Pat O'Neil Show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can follow me at the Coppin Show. Um, I'll probably do some video, uh, some reels. Um, on my um real estate Instagram uh, for our travels because uh, we'll be uh, partaking in Kentucky, Charleston. Northeast Florida, Savannah and Asheville, uh, on our trip. I cannot wait, uh, to experience some of those historic, uh, places as a history buff. Um, I'm excited for that. Um, so if you want to follow me, follow me on Instagram, um, not at critical thinking show, but, um, yeah, y- you'll be able to see some reels, probably some TikToks. um, you know. We'll, we'll see how I produce those things uh, of my travels and, and uh, what I think of the various places we get to visit. Please Stay be safe. smart, be safe, be kind. Um, I will see you guys in a few weeks. Hopefully recharged, refreshed, and make sure you eat all of your meals. As always, Matthew, 547.